Welcome to True Spirituality Network. We are focused on spreading the gospel of God's love across the world. The Bible says, There is no fear in love, and perfect love casts out every fear. As you feed on God's love for you, allow His love to cast out every fear, worry, and anxiety. God loves you. I want to thank you because you're such a good God. We thank you because your word cleanses us. Your word sanctifies us. John chapter 17, the Bible says, Sanctify them with thy truth. Thy word is truth. We thank you because this is where our transformation lies. The Bible says, Be ye transformed by renewal of your mind. And Lord, we are grateful that that's what we are here to do again this beautiful morning. We give you all of the praise. Lord, as we fly into your word, you make us to see Jesus in the beauty of his holiness. And let your name be glorified. In Jesus' beautiful name, I be prayed. And let God's people say, Amen. Amen. All right. I want to welcome you from any part of the world you're joining us from. This is True Spirituality Network Platform. And my name is Akimi Kara. If you're joining us for the first time, on this platform, we preach one message. We preach the good news of Christ. The gospel is all about good news. There is no bad news gospel. Anytime you want to listen to the word of God, one of the things you should keep in your mind, one of the things you should anticipate is that you are about to hear some good news. Because there are so many bad news in the world. You are so sure that if you tune into an average news channel, you will hear at least one bad news because it's almost as if bad news is what spread faster in the world of men. But if you check the word of God, it is filled with good news. And the main and the crux of the good news about what Jesus did for you and I is that Jesus died for our sins. And God raised him from the dead on the third day. And for as many that believe this truth, automatically, as far as God is concerned, if you believe that Jesus died for your sins and God raised him from the dead on the third day, then all your sins are forgiven. It is a priceless gift. For as many that receive, receive him, he gave power to be called the sons of God. If you are to receive Jesus today, all your sins will be forgiven past, present, and future. That is good news for me. That is good news. That means if you are born again, all of your sins are forgiven. There's nothing more beautiful than starting your day, having a full assurance of faith that all your sins are forgiven. So you know you can call God Father anytime. You can come boldly to the children of grace without any insecurity you know god is for you god loves you that is good news and these are the things you should be feeding on from time to time and because god raised him from the dead romans 4 25 the bible says he was delivered for our sins and god raised him from the dead for our justification dear born again believer if you're listening to this this is to remind you you are justified justified means in the sight of god god sees you blameless spotless unreprovable but Yinka, you will say, but Yinka, you don't know me. <laughs> Yinka, you don't know my life. <laughs> you don't know the number of things I do, I've done. Okay, again, if you're born again, the Bible says you are justified. 
And this is one of the things I want to preach to you for the rest of your life, for the rest of my life, because that is what Jesus did for you. That's why it's called good news. It is not based on how you feel about yourself. Song of Solomon chapter 4, verse 7, the Bible says, You are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. That is how God chooses to see you. And it is important you start seeing you the way God sees you, because that is where your transformation lies in. You don't get transformed by seeing yourself from the lens of yourself. But the more we begin to behold His glory as in a glass, we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Glory to God. That's a good introduction. <laughs> okay, we, we're starting a new series today on the book of Psalms, or better still, the Psalms of David. And God laid it in my heart to unveil Jesus and to juice out some other truths from the book of Psalms, and which we're going to, we're starting the series today, so from time to time, until God knows when, we'll keep unveiling Jesus in the book of Psalms, and we'll keep juicing out so many other truths. We'll unveil Jesus, the grace of God, even from the Psalms of David. So many things about David and people are trying to logicalize the reason why God picked interest in David, why God will call David a man after my own heart. Some people will say it's because he, he repents. He, he, he knows how to repent. Actually, if you go check your Bible, and I, I don't have time to check this, there's a place in the scripture, apart from the fact that um, God called David a man after his own heart, there's a place in the book of Chronicles. Go make your assignment. Go make your research. David was making reference. He was the one making that statement in the book of Chronicles. And David said, the Lord likes me. David was like, God likes me. <laughs> he was personalizing the fact that he was so sure and he knew. I'm rephrasing. But the punchline was, the Lord likes me. I can even just check my phone right now to pull out the scripture. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let me see if, if my Google can bring it one, one time. It's the book of Chronicles. Oh, found it. First Chronicles 28, verse 4. David was speaking here. He said, Yet the Lord, God of Israel, chose me from my whole family to be king over Israel. He chose Judah as leader and the tribe of Judah. He chose my family. And from my father's son, he was pleased to make me king over Israel. Okay, let me see. Is this the place? Oh, no, not, not this place. Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, okay, King James Version is still the same place, but King James Version says, I'll be hit, the Lord, God of Israel, chose me before the house of my father to be king over Israel, for he had chosen Judah to be ruler, and the house of Judah, the house of my father, and among the sons of my father, he liked me to make me king over Israel. David has this strong sense of God's love towards himself. David, of course, he wrote Psalm 23, and which we're going to also expose Psalm 23 in time to come. And the verse says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. This is a guy that is conscious of the goodness of God over his life, the favor of God over his life. David would talk a lot about the mercies of God, for his mercies endure forever. Anyway, that's not where we're going today, but the Psalms of David. And thank you, Jesus. All right, let, let us go to the book of Luke, chapter 24. Since it's a series, let's start from the from where we are supposed to start. Luke chapter 24. 
Jesus just resurrected. And then there were this, there was this particular day, two guys were on their way to Emmaus, Cleopas, and one other person whose name was not mentioned. And they were talking about Jesus. So Luke chapter 24, I'm gonna read from verse verse. 24. Luke chapter 4, verse 24. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it even so as the women had said, but, they, but him they saw not. And he said to them, talking about Jesus, Jesus said to them, O fools and slow of heart to believe, all the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter his glory? So Jesus was speaking with these guys. Jesus appeared to them, but just didn't tell them, I am Jesus. Jesus was having conversation with these two guys and they were to Emmaus. And then the Bible said, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. The first teaching of Jesus after he resurrected. Because technically, that way is by the way. Um, the Bible they had during the time of Jesus, while he was on earth, before the Holy Spirit, before the ministry of the Holy Spirit began from Acts chapter 2, all they had as a Bible was just Genesis to Micah. Or what's the last, what's the last place in the script or in the Old Testament? So they only had the Old Testament of the scripture. There was no in quote New Testament. So even the best sermoners at that time was juiced out from the Old Testament. So the Bible says um, from Moses, beginning from Moses, Jesus began to preach, expound about himself. And over and over I've preached about this. Today, my emphasis is the book of Psalms. So I'm not going to really start again by unveiling just from the book of, from the book of um, Moses and prophets. Now, that was the first conversation. When these guys later on, when they got to meet the rest of the disciples, they were telling them what happened. And then while they were telling them about what happened, the same Luke chapter 24, glory to God, the same Luke chapter 24, the Bible says in verse, let's just drop down to verse 41. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said to them, have ye here any meat? And they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and an honeycomb and he took it and did it before them listen verse 44 and he said to them these are the words which i spoke to you while i was yet with you that all things must be fulfilled listen which were written in the law of moses in the prophet and in the psalms concerning me so in luke 24 27 the Bible says Jesus began to expound about himself from Moses and the prophets. When he met the rest of the disciples, he said, these were the things I said must be fulfilled, the things that were written concerning me. Again, from the book of Moses, from the prophet, and this time Jesus mentioned Psalms. And this is why I want to take our time to explore the book of Psalms. The whole scripture is all about one person. It's all about Jesus. If the Bible were to be a textbook, the name of the subject would be called Christology. Is the study of Christ. There is no, the Bible was not given to us to study to unveil any other person. It's all about Jesus. I remember when I was doing a series on the book of Songs of Solomon, 
and we were unveiling Jesus and the book of Song of Solomon. All these books were written to just unveil one person. It's just all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. So if you go back to the book of Psalms, just like the Bible said, he began to expand himself, speak about the things that were concerning him from the prophet, from the book of Moses and Psalms. So we are focusing and camping on Psalms. And because it's a series, I'm just going to take out one verse out of one of the Psalms of David. And this, the verse I want us to focus on is Psalms chapter 22. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Psalms chapter 22. Psalms chapter 22. Very popular Psalm. Psalm chapter 22 comes before Psalms chapter 23. And so Psalm chapter 22 verse 1 says, My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Why art thou so fast from helping me? So far from helping me, forgive me, and from the words of my roaring. This important line, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus on the cross of Calvary said this same punchline. Because when he was nailed to that cross, when he was carrying your sins, when he was carrying my sins, God left him. In would God leave Jesus? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. God made him who knew no sin to be seen. Because Jesus became your sin. He became my sin on the cross of Calvary. And because God is a holy God, God had to leave Jesus. And Jesus screamed the words that was written by David many years ago. Almost and almost all of the Psalms of David were inspired. And most of them are Messiah Psalms. That's what we call them. Messiah Psalms. These guys didn't write just of themselves. They, were, they wrote as they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, if you were to live during the time of Jesus, you would not, uh, or time of David, forgive me, you would not fully understand what Psalm 22 means. Even if you're just reading it, you say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He doesn't have any, it doesn't make sense. Why would God forsake me? But when, if you are to see what happened on the cross, then you have a full understanding about Psalm 22. That this particular punchline, this particular word will come out of the mouth of the Messiah who was carrying your sin and my sin in time to come. And again, if you understand the reason why God left Jesus, then you understand the truth that God can never leave you today nor forsake you. There's this funny teaching about people saying that the Holy Spirit can leave a believer. It is not possible. When Jesus it was teaching in John chapter 14. He said, I will send you another comforter. He will be with you forever. Forever. Not until your next mistake. No, the Holy Spirit is not, okay, I'm here when you are good. I'm not here when you are bad. No, no, no. He will be with you forever. He will walk you through, the, through that journey of transformation. The Holy Spirit is patient. Don't present the image of an Holy Spirit who is not patient. He is God himself. You know, people just want to always present an impatient God. But the Bible says love is patient. Love is patient. If you're married, some of you, have been, you, you possibly are married for five years, ten years. Your wife, your spouse, your husband have hurt you, offended you. But you're still patient enough to forgive and you're still in that relationship. How much more God of the universe? So the Holy Spirit doesn't come and go. He's not, he's not schizo. schizo. He, he comes and he stays. 
Hebrews 13 verse 5, I will never leave nor forsake you. Why? The reason why God will never leave you today was because when Jesus was carrying your sins and my sins, God left him. And because Jesus carried your sin, you, the born-again believer, you are carrying his righteousness. It's an identity transfer. So when Jesus was saying, my God, my God, he was going through that particular moment of pain, of, of being left alone because he was taking your place on the cross of Calvary. So the full message of what David was trying to preach in Psalm 22 was not unveiled until when Jesus died and resurrected to point these guys' attention. Guys, I've been speaking about all the things that will happen to me. It began to expound itself from the book of Moses, prophets, and even Psalms. And I strongly believe this was one of the Psalms Jesus must have mentioned to the disciples and said, it was talking about me. David was speaking about me. It's all about me. Jesus must have been telling them that that was the same thing I said on the cross of Calvary. In Luke chapter 9, the Bible says, there was this set of guys, he said, Jesus, I want to follow you where you go. Where you go, I'll follow. And Jesus said, actually, foxes have hole, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And literally, if you check the ministry of Jesus, he literally had no place to call a place of home that he can always be lying down. You know, you sleep in your house every day. Hopefully, <laughs> but Jesus never had a physical location again. That's why, even when there was a storm, Jesus was fast asleep. He was sleeping because the guy really doesn't have any place to be sleeping during the day or better still at night. So, and he's always usually preaching. So, even in the midst of storm, he was still sleeping. <laughs> but in John chapter 19, verse 30, the Bible said, And Jesus shouted, Father, into your spirit, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And he bowed his head and gave up his ghost, gave up the ghost. Jesus was able to find a place to lay his head. It's called the cross of Calvary. And it was that same cross where he cried, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But after the whole sacrifice was made, after your, the worthy lamb took your place, he found a place to lay his head. It's called the cross of Calvary. So we can say Jesus found a place of rest. He found you rest in forgiving your sins. Because the whole reason why he died, the whole main crux of his death is for your forgiveness of sin. That is why I want to remind you how forgiven you are. You are not forgiven until your next mistake. You are totally forgiven past, present, and future. Psalms 103 verse 3, David, we're going to get there. But again, the Psalms of David, so awesome. Psalm 103 verse 3, David said, He who forgives all thine iniquity and heal all thy diseases. All of your sins, past, present, and future has been forgiven. Every one of them. Boyinka, what if I, I'm suffering for the sins of my father or my grandfather? You don't know your Bible. <laughs> Go read your Bible. The Bible says, Never again will you say, Well, the father ate grape or fruit, and then I'm rephrasing, and then the children are suffering for it. Never will you say that again. Jesus took the sins of your father, your grandfather, the sins of the entire universe, and then he took every single one of them, the sins of those that are yet to be born. Jesus died, he paid for it all, and he said it is finished. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, the Bible says in him, talking about in Christ Jesus, we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of God's grace. And nobody can successfully measure the riches of God's grace 
Therefore, you can't quantify, you can't put a price tag, you can't qualify how forgiven you are. It was the Son of God Himself that took your place on the cross of Calvary. So today, you shouldn't even be sin conscious. You should be Jesus conscious. We need more people to tell us about how forgiving we are because what Jesus did was what much more than what Adam did in the beginning. That's the compendium of Romans chapter 5, telling us that what Jesus did is much more greater than what Adam did. Adam's disobedience made everybody sinner. Jesus' obedience will make as many that believe righteous. And if you couldn't undo your position based on your good works, if your good works was not what makes you born again, it was the blood of Jesus that made you born again, then your disobedience can't unborn you again. <laughs> I don't know if you got what I just said. If your good works didn't earn you righteousness, righteousness cannot be earned, cannot be achieved. It is to be received by believing in what Jesus has done. If your good works, if your obedience didn't earn you righteousness, your disobedience cannot make you lose your righteousness. Do you understand what I just explained right now? You are, you are eternally safe, secured in Christ. Don't let the enemy start making you sin conscious. No, remain Jesus conscious. People prepare points like, Lord, may I not miss it? May I make it to the very end? You have insecurity in what Jesus has done. You are not the one holding on to God. You can never hold on to him. All you need is 10 minutes. You will throw him away. He is the one holding on to you. He said he will never leave nor forsake you. And he, he is the author and the finisher of your faith. You are not the finisher. Anytime you get tempted to make you feel as if you are the ones you are the ones holding on to him. You are the ones really helping yourself. Ah, I'm striving. I don't want to miss it. You, you, you're already conscious of the wrong thing. You just have to rest. God wants you to rest and not stress. Back to Psalm 22. My God, my God. Jesus took your place on that cross so that you can actively take his place as a believer today. This is why when God sees you, God sees his beloved son. He sees you from the lens of Christ. This is why God will never call you a sinner after you're born again. Even when you fail, God will still say, you are my beloved and you are the righteousness of God. Because that is where your transformation lies. God wants you to see you from the lens of Christ. God doesn't want you to be identifying or defining yourself based on what you go through. You are not what you go through. You are not your mistake. You are not your past. You are the son of the living God. Because you believe in Jesus. The Bible says, Behold what manner of love that God has bestowed upon us that we might be called the children of God. So back to Psalms chapter 22. And I'm bringing us back to it because when David was writing that Psalms as inspired by the Holy Spirit, even those that were alive during the time of David never had an idea that this particular Psalm would be so refreshing and it would bless us so much until when Jesus began to expound himself to his disciples after resurrected. All, was, all what was written concerning him from the book of Moses, from the prophets, and Psalms of David. And one of those Psalms was what we checked today. And this is a series, so I'm not really going to rush it. I just want you to, you, you're going to join tomorrow, right? We'll continue the series tomorrow. But there's nothing more beautiful than seeing all the scripture speaking about one person. Even Moses, even Elijah, all these guys wrote about Jesus. They all wrote about Jesus. And God only wants you to hear the voice of his son, Jesus. In Matthew chapter 17, Moses appeared, Elijah appeared, Jesus was there. Peter said, Lord, it is good that we are here. Let us make the tent for you, for Elijah and for Moses. 
and God interrupted from heaven. And the Bible says the voice came from heaven, Matthew chapter 17, for reference. This is my beloved son, talking about Jesus, in woman will please hear ye in, hear Jesus only. Only Jesus is what we hear. Jesus is the only person we are here because it's all about him. Moses were pointers to, to Christ. Elijah was a pointer to Christ. Don't forget that. No matter how many things they did, they were all pointing us to Christ. Glory to Jesus. So it's all about Jesus, guys. There's nothing more beautiful. When you start your day today, I want you to be Jesus conscious. Don't focus on the demands of the week. Don't say, oh my God, uh, I have to do this, uh, I have to do that. No, I want you to focus on God's supply for the week. His supply is greater than your demands. God loves you actively. So don't always feel as if you are in anything alone. Don't feel as if you are preparing for your exam alone. Don't feel as if you are preparing for presentation alone. Don't feel as if you are... No, no, no. God is with you. He will never leave nor forsake you. Just be conscious of that fact. He's always with you. It will make all the difference in the way you approach your day, in the way you handle situations. It's all about Jesus, guys. Father, we thank you. Thank you because there's nothing more beautiful than just seeing Jesus from the scripture in the beauty of his holiness. It's really beautiful to see Jesus, even from the book of Psalms, how David wrote about him, how the event of the cross was going to be the greatest good news of every believer today, that even though he took our place, we are actively taking his place. You left him on that cross because he was carrying my sin, so that you will never leave me forsake me today because I now carry his righteousness. There's nothing more beautiful, Father. Let his mind be in every one of us. To the glory of your name, Jesus. In Jesus' beautiful name, I will pray. And let God's people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you for connecting from any part of the world. You join us from... Um, all these teachings are recorded, so you'll be able to listen to them online on Spotify. And if you're listening on Spotify currently, maybe you're listening to this by podcast in the future. There are other content, over 650 other content you can feed on that, that is centered around faith, hope, and love at your leisure time. If you subscribe, if you follow us on Spotify, you get notifications when we upload new, new teachings. We'll continue from where we stop today. We'll continue tomorrow. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And what I'm doing right now, I begin to speak to you in Psalms. Because Ephesians chapter 5 says, speaking to one another in, in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody to God in your heart. And I just want you to know, just like God says in Psalm 23, that he is your shepherd. And he is always with you, even when you don't feel it. So you have all that you need. You may not see because your sight is limited. But if you focus on this world, you realize you have all that you need long before you were born his supply is far greater than whatever you ever need on earth if he could give you jesus he will give you every other thing you would ever need long before you get to that season he has made provisions available for you and he wants you to know this don't focus on your bank account to define who you are if he could give you jesus he will give you everything god giving us jesus is the proof that he has done for you much more than he will ever do for you he has given you much more than you ever need so just focus on him because you have all that you need and he has made you to lie down in greener pastures in green pastures and when he wants you to lie down he wants you to rest and not stress because he's always working most times you don't feel it so you get worried you get anxious but he says in his word that he has made you to lie down and if he has made you to lie down then rest stop trying to figure out things on your own just allow god to do the things he's doing in your life and he leads you beside the still water 
where everything is cool calm and collected he restores your soul if your heart is troubled before you came here the lord has restored your soul in the mighty name of jesus oh glory to god and though you walk through the valley of shadow of death you don't have to be afraid because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world glory to god oh and surely god's goodness god's favor god's unfailing love is what is running after you village people are not chasing you <laughs> it's the goodness of god that is hunting you down it is pursuing you all the days of your life and you rest in the house of the lord forever and ever in jesus name amen If you have been blessed by this message, we invite you to partner with us to send the gospel of God's love to all nations. Send us an email on truespiritualitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms, True Spirituality Network on both Facebook and Instagram, T-Spirituality on Telegram, and Akimika on YouTube. So catch up with all our podcasts, search for Akimika on all major platforms, including Spotify, audio mark and anchor as you feed on god's love for you allow his love to cast out every fear and remember it's not about you it's all about jesus mm-hmm.